You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. That is the channel, Right Side Radio. That is the show, Phil Williams. I am the host, and we are glad you're with us. And we like to say, like the man just said a moment ago, we are always solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, we're going to move into our next great segment with our friend who's a recurring guest on the show, Matt Clark from the Alabama Center for Law and Liberty. But before I do that, let me quickly tell you about my friends at Otter Creek Farm. Otter Creek Farm is just amazing. Picture hundreds of acres of manicured grounds, beautiful facilities that are that are rustic and elegant all at the same time. Uh, everything there is so professionally put together. The culinary staff are these these amazing chefs that fix these meals that would blow your mind. So aside from being a hunting destination, a wedding venue, it's also a place where you can schedule a meal that might become like the date of a lifetime. So I took Charlene out there recently. They're doing a summer dinner series on Thursday evenings where they where you go in and we had a five course meal with a wine pairing with every course. And I am not that sophisticated of an individual. It did it impress me? Yes it did, but it tasted wonderful. I mean and just the atmosphere was good. So my friends Frank and Jane Brown uh, have have owned and operated uh, Otter Creek Farm for a number of years. Love them. And ottercreekfarmstead.com is their website. Ottercreekfarmstead.com. Check them out. It is so worth it. Hey, listen, I'm going to go to my friend Matt Clark. Uh, Matt has been on the show multiple times. Matt is with the Alabama Center for Law and Liberty uh, and is doing an amazing job at at finding and fixing uh, issues around the state that involve the personal liberties and constitutional grounds by which we uh, rest as a nation that are being violated by others. And then either putting them on notice or joining in the lawsuits or, for that matter, uh, you know, working towards the possibility of representing people in certain cases. Matt Clark, thanks for being on the show, man. Glad you're here today. Thanks for having me on, Phil. Glad to hear that uh, you guys haven't gotten tired of me yet. So I hope, uh, no. <laughs> hope I'm doing a good enough job to deserve to keep coming back. Absolutely. In fact, I think you're our frequent flyer. I think we've had you on more than any any single guest. So uh, so thank you for that. Your availability also means a lot. But hey, Matt, um, so I've been uh, harping for the last couple of days about Birmingham Southern College. And it amazes me, and I'm going to call it almost like either it's either gall or ignorance. But but and I and I hate to be quite that blunt, but the fact that they've refused to even get back to us with comment on this uh, is is a part of why I'm calling it gall. But Birmingham Southern College, uh, despite the fact that uh, Senate Bill 267 did pass the legislature, become an act of Alabama that bans or prohibits government or business institutions from requiring proof of vaccination. They're kind of going about it their own way. They're saying, well, we won't ask if you're vaccinated per se, but we'll just make your life miserable and make your education cost more um, if you don't prove your vaccination to us. And you took them to task with a letter today, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I got to thank you for flagging that because from what I understand, I think Right Side was uh, the, the organization that broke the story. So, you know, you've made an issue out of this and it's, it's great. And if we can't make them see the lights, then uh, we're going to try to make them uh, fill the heat. That's, my, my wife said that you ought to have that as a thing on your show. You know, <laughs> new parents, so the dad jokes are rolling here. Um, but yes, today we, uh, we sent them a letter, both via certified mail and by email, uh, bringing their attention to um, both Alabama's um, uh, vaccine passport ban and the Attorney General's uh, interpretation of that law, which just came out this week. And, and under both the text of the law and the AG's interpretation, 
Um, I think they got a lot of problems here. I, I don't know if I can say that this policy is illegal per se, but it looks like there are a number of scenarios that are going to arise in which it looks like they're going to wind up breaking the law and getting sued. So it's it's very alarming for sure. Well, it is alarming, and I've got a copy of your letter right here in paper. I'm looking at it, and uh, yeah, very eloquent, well done as always, uh, Matt. But you know, one of the things you said in the close of your letter, you acknowledge that COVID-19 is real, and you're not trying to discourage them from taking reasonable steps to protect the lives of faculty or students. And I and agree with I agree with that position wholeheartedly. I've had COVID; it sucked. But but all said and done, we can't just shut down society and forget that civil liberties exist. And you concluded that that portion there by saying. With that said, responding reasonably to the pandemic requires both protecting the public health and respecting individual liberties. And, and I, th- I think that is the, the fine line that, that they have crossed over. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it, it, you know, there's, I, I think sometimes reasonable minds can differ on, on particular steps that are taken to combat COVID-19. But, you know, th- there is a line. Sometimes we can debate exactly where that is. But this looks like it's so far over the line. You know, I, I've been, we, we can get to this later if you want, but I've been looking at uh, how other universities in the area have, have been dealing with it, both public and private. And Birmingham Southern College so far has been an outlier. They are so far past what any other college is doing that it ought to make all of us stop, scratch our heads, and say, all right, isn't this a little bit of overkill right here? You should probably reel this back in a little bit. Well, and I, and I agree. And, and right before you came on, you emailed me, a list of your findings so you've been surfing through like so basically birmingham southern college their their policies that we're dealing with right now are posted on their website we're not making anything up it's not anecdotal it is in fact they actually sent it when copper when 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 copper reached out to them for comment yesterday their reply was uh the president is not available for comment and here's a copy of our policies and that was it and it was exactly what we're saying that they've done wrong so you've gone through and surfed through, if I'm looking at your list correctly, eight public and two other private universities in the state of Alabama. So what kind of things are you seeing? Okay, so um, from what I'm seeing, you can kind of break uh, the college's responses, both public and private, down into about three categories. Um, number one would be some some light requirements that um, apply to people that are vaccinated and non-vaccinated alike. Um, I'm seeing that from uh, UAB and uh, AUM, for instance. Both of them are requiring masks indoors regardless of whether you're vaccinated or not. Um, So how smart that is, we can debate that, but at least they're applying it consistently, and it's not going to run afoul of the vaccine passport law. Uh, Number two has been uh, from both the University of Alabama and Auburn University kind of taking the, the carrot approach, offering benefits to people that have been vaccinated. Uh, the first was the University of Alabama. I think they were the first ones to do it. They're, but from what I've seen, they're not taking any steps to crack down on students that are not vaccinated. But uh, they led by offering $20 in Bama cash if you can prove that you're vaccinated to each student. So uh, you kind of have the carrot approach there. And then after I emailed you, I saw our friend Caleb Colquitt, who runs a conservative uh, talk show in Montgomery called Tactics. That's worth checking out, too. Um, he, he shared a story from AL.com about Auburn University that, that's just breaking uh, for what they're trying. Um, from, from what AL.com is re- reporting, um, Auburn is, is trying to start up an incentive program that will, you know, if you can show that you're vaccinated, it will enter you for a chance to win up to $1,000 in a scholarship, uh, maybe unlimited meal plans, and premier parking spots on campus. 
So it, it looks like Auburn uh, looked at what University of Alabama was doing and said, we can do better than that, and, you know, is offering to, you know, uh, students a chance to win rather extravagant prizes. Yeah, that's um, that's pretty – That's pretty. I mean, that, that, and that's not bad. That's right. reasonable stuff, the idea that they're going to incentivize. Okay, um, I, I guess it's kind of hard to argue with that. Um and and then at that point though they're they're not penalizing per se. Now, for instance, down at Birmingham Southern, they're saying you can't even move into the dorms on the same day as everybody else unless you pony up proof of your vaccination, which is basically setting people apart. You are not the same as the other people unless you provide a piece of paper that says something to their satisfaction. And and you're right. Your list of your list of other colleges and universities don't have anything like that on it. Yeah, yeah, we get to that last category of colleges. Uh, some of them are like University of Alabama, Huntsville, University of Northern Alabama, uh, and, and some colleges like that. Some of them are um, requiring different treatment than non-vaccinated students. Uh, the most common that I'm seeing is if a non-vaccinated student uh, comes into contact with somebody who's tested positive for COVID, then they've got a quarantine for, uh, for, for a period of time. Some are saying 10 days, some are saying 14 days. Um, but that seems to be like the harshest condition that I've seen. Um, others, you know, sometimes they're saying you got to wear masks if you if you're not vaccinated and you can't socially distance, things like that. Um, but but those are some of the requirements that uh, some of the other universities are requiring. Um, this is nowhere near the level of draconian that Birmingham Southern has come down on, though. Uh, you know, where like you said, you, you've got a completely separate moving date, and, and probably the single biggest thing that I'm seeing is this $500 fee that you got to pay if you have not been vaccinated. Uh, no other university is coming close to, to penalizing financially uh, unvaccinated students. But here, you know, $500 is, is a hefty fine to pay for uh, broke college students. You know, yeah, it, it, that, that's a lot to ask for. It, it truly is. And then, you know, one of the other things that really struck me as being, um, and I don't want to. I guess I could call it arbitrary, technically, because it's it's a discretionary thing. If if the contract tracing gurus at Birmingham Southern determine that you have been exposed to someone, and they don't have proof of your vaccination, then they will require you to quarantine. So basically, if they yeah. if they determine that you've been exposed to someone, they will then quarantine you, whether you want to be or not, simply because you haven't proved that you've been vaccinated to their satisfaction. And I, I just I just look at this and think, surely to goodness. So you wrote them a letter today, and it's a pretty it's a pretty it's a good one, by the way. It's a I mean I call them lawyer letters, and this was brother, this was a good lawyer letter. Um, and you outlined the things that they're doing by their own policies. And then you also went further and you outlined for them in bold that our own Alabama Attorney General, Steve Marshall, came out just a couple of days ago and issued a memo that specifically cites the fact that the the law of Alabama says, quote, no government, school, or business in Alabama may demand that a constituent student or customer be vaccinated for COVID-19 or show proof of his his or her vaccination for COVID-19. So they can't demand proof. So they're saying, okay, so we'll just... We'll just stick it to you until you die to voluntarily give us proof. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know that's like in the criminal law context. Let's let's say that you you know um, got you know a prosecutor and a judge and say, all right, fine. The Fifth Amendment you know says that you can't uh, be forced to testify against yourself. We'll respect that, but now we're going to change the presumption around that you're innocent until proven guilty. You know, so we're we're going to change the presumptions around until. You get up there on that stand. Well, that doesn't work. Well, in the same way, you know, shifting the burdens around with Alabama's passport law doesn't work either. You know, you shouldn't. The, the spirit of the law here is to 
you know, stop treating uh, unvaccinated people as if they need to prove that they're worthy to enter an establishment or go get an education. You know, it, it's really meant to level the playing field and stop stuff like this from happening. Uh, a perfect so, point. And I, and I love that. So as an attorney myself, uh, the very idea, I had not even thought of it that way, that in, in our system of jurisprudence uh, in criminal defense, you are innocent until proven guilty. But what they have done at Birmingham Southern, they said, you're guilty until you prove your innocence. That's... um. That's a that's a whole different ball game and and yeah great great point Matt hey listen Matt can you hang on during a break we're about to head into a break and uh, I'd like you to hang on and maybe talk a little bit more about this is that okay yeah absolutely I'll be here all right we're with Matt Clark from the Alabama Center for Law and Liberty listen if you want to check out Alabama Center for Law and Liberty you should they're on the web you can find them they're on social media they are also by the way at five hundred one c three if you want to support them it is such a worthy cause this is what they do they defend liberty in the state of Alabama. And, and, and Matt Clark is good at what he does. Hey, Phil Williams, News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back. Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM. Phil Williams hosting Right Side Radio. Glad you're with us. We are we are moving through this show fast, Copper. I mean, like, good night. It's already almost 430. That's what happens when we got lots to talk about. We got lots to talk about, and we got all the hot air we need. So, yeah. Um, hey, listen, I'm going to go back to my friend Matt Clark from the Alabama Center for Law and Liberty before we run out of time. Hey, Matt, uh, thanks for staying with us and uh, staying on through the break uh, talking about this issue with Birmingham Southern and uh, colleges in general around the state of Alabama. So just to refresh our audience, you you did a pretty stiff letter uh, and sent it today, I think you said via certified mail and um, email, to the leadership of Birmingham Southern. Um, what do you expect to happen next? I mean, what are we looking at here uh, with the possibilities? Well, you know, what I'm, what I'm hoping is that when they get our letter, they decide to do this the easy way, to review these policies, to walk back a lot of the ones that are problematic, um, it, or at, at the very least, to create a system of, you know, exceptions. Uh, a couple of the hypotheticals I, I, I brought up in the letter were like, okay, what, what if there's an unvaccinated student that can't wear a mask, you know, because, um, you know, he has difficulty breathing or has a medical condition, which, which has been a very real thing uh, around Alabama as we've gone through this. Um, you know, as their policy stands right now, um, their only choice, if they can't wear the mask, is to go get vaccinated. And, of course, that violates our vaccine passport ban. So I'm hoping that at the very least they'll start with creating a, a system of exemptions for uh, cases like that. But, you know, even if they do, that may not be enough. So I'm, I'm warning them, you know, right now, the the, the, the system that they're creating on campus is ripe for lawsuits to start arising. Um, so I think they're either going to get sued, you know, either by us or by maybe the Alabama Attorney General's office. But I think it's not going to be long before if they don't clean this up themselves, somebody's going to start taking shots at them. Well, so I, I hope they take the opportunity to do things the easy way. I think I think that's true. You know, one thing I don't see in um, uh, what was Senate Bill 267, uh, which became, uh, you know, an act when it was passed, was 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 I, I don't know what the teeth is uh, what the teeth are i mean the the what the teeth is i don't know what the teeth are in it in terms of are there 
Are there true penalties of law where the, where they, they can be assessed fines or face some type of restriction or, or something else uh, for violation? And, and if there are, I'm not aware of it. Are you aware of anything like that other, other than civil action or in public pressure? Uh, no, not yet. Um, I was looking into that a little bit during the break, and you know, haven't gotten to the bottom line yet. But but civil action is is definitely um, uh, something that's available. You know, under the Constitution of Alabama, the courts are open to uh, to, to provide a remedy for every time that your your rights are violated. But, and, and so here, um, I think if students wanted to to stop the university, either they or the attorney general could sue for injunctive relief. So that would definitely be. Um, you know, a weapon at their disposal. Uh, the, the, you know, the folks like the AG's office may have more um, uh, options available to them. I'll be looking into that, and I'll send you any information I find on that. But yeah. for right now, I don't know of anything further. Well, I appreciate that. Well, I know the letter just went out today from what you've told me. Um, and uh, But I, I hope you will keep us posted um, here at Right Side and at the Alabama Policy Institute on, on any efforts to communicate with them and on any responses you get. Because I'll be honest with you, uh, I was saying to Copper earlier, one of the things that has been um, somewhat amazing to me is the fact that they were – I mean, they know we're there because they responded immediately when Copper reached out to them for comment. They said, no comment, and here's a copy of our policies. And since that time, they have gone dark. And they have declined to say anything for the last 48 hours, despite the fact that we reported it. We've had multiple interviews on it. You did your letter. Yellowhammer News wrote a story. CBS 42 did a story. And and, and so, anyway, hey, Matt, thanks for being on. Let us know if you hear something back from them, all right? Absolutely will do. Angry lawyer letters have a way of working, so I'll keep you updated. <laughs> That's Matt Clark from the Alabama Center for Law and Liberty. Look them up. They are an organization that is so worth supporting because what they do is exist solely for the purpose of fighting for your rights here in Alabama. The Alabama Center for Law and Liberty, their president, Matt Clark, great guy, great legal pedigree too, by the way. I think the world of him. Phil Williams here, Right Side Radio. We're going to open up the phones when we come back, 866 494 9866. That's 866-494-9866. We'll see what you think about what's going on in today's news and maybe a couple of other things. We'll be right back after this. This is News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN.